What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Boyer Bulldogs Podcast. Real quick, if you're in playoffs and fantasy football, you need to be listening to the Fantasy Football Dudes. In their latest episode, they go through Week 16 matchups, and they give you their starts and sits of the week. College football is coming to a close. That means fantasy football is just getting exciting. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Football Dudes podcast. Do you have weeds? You need some plants to grow? I want you to give my guy Josh Wolf at Simplot a call. He's a pest control advisor with 10 years of crop advising experience. He's got fertilizer. He's got your chemicals. He's got your specialty product needs. Give him a call at 559-567-9500. Thanks, guys. What a season. Go dogs. Hello, Red Wave. Welcome to Boyer Bulldogs Podcast. My name is Caleb. Joining me is Caleb. And today is the final recap of the football season. Caleb, thanks for joining me. It's been a fun season. Dogs get a big win in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. First and foremost, man, how you doing? Good. Um, it was a great end of the season. I mean, dogs finish on a nine-game winning streak, uh, which was really fun to be a part of. Uh, a lot of fun to cover and you know, preview and recap all of it. So a lot of fun. Obviously, the, the end of the season is always kind of a bummer, too, because now we have to wait nine months for uh, college football to come back. So that's a bummer. But, uh, you know, it's always a fun three months uh, that we do have it. But, and I mean, couldn't have asked for, uh, you know, a better way to end the season. Uh, obviously, starting would have been better um, you know, with a couple more wins up front. But, uh, I mean, this this was a really special team, and uh, there were some some great games of the season that i'm sure we'll we'll be talking about to our kids someday so um, oh, yeah. a lot of lot a lot of fun and a great finish too against the washington state team that didn't seem super inspired <laughs> really wanting to be there <laughs> no they didn't look like they wanted to be there at all dogs come away with the win 29 to 6 we'll say this Caleb, we mentioned uh, college football. We do have a little bit more college football left, just not Fresno State football. Sure, so true, I'm going to try and enjoy as much college football as I can, but it's nothing like Fresno State football. Uh, first one in four team to finish with double-digit wins ever in Division One FBS college football history. I didn't know that until on the drive home from the bowl game. Uh, by the way, you guys have to go to SoFi. It is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> uh, Caleb... Thank you, by the way. I, I I don't know how many times I can say thank you, but Caleb here uh, decided to uh, let me in to the SoFi with him, and uh, it was, dude, it was spectacular. I, that yeah, stadium but... is better than any other stadium on the planet. I think I haven't been to Vegas yet, so we'll see. But that's true, it. yeah, we we haven't been to Allegiant Stadium yet. Uh, but this, yeah, SoFi Stadium was really cool. Um, so definitely go to it if you can. I'm sure. Uh, Rams and Chargers games are going to be more expensive than uh, this bowl game, so <laughs> too bad. But yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. And I mean, I would much rather play there than uh, on the blue turf or New Mexico or Hawaii. So oh, yeah. I mean, uh, far, far and away the the number one boy bowl choice for uh, for the Mount West. I took my four month old son, and I realized I made a mistake because that's his first football game ever, and spoiled him. He's never going to want to go to any other football game. <laughs> or any other stadium that place was spectacular uh, so thank you for inviting us and oh absolutely it was, it, was, it was a great time it was fun uh i also got to go to the press box and so i want to say another thank you to jose gonzalez you guys may know him as gonzo he showed me the ropes showed me around we talked for a little bit uh in the press box i got the feel for it and then we both said this is boring and we are out so, uh, for everyone that thinks, because uh, I got the, oh my gosh, Caleb, you got in the press box. You guys are doing so great with the podcast. We're making it. You guys are going big. Well, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, I, I, I got to say thank you to Jimmy Kimmel because he credentialed us. But you go in the, here's what it's like. You go in the press box. It's dead quiet because it's a working area. You have all the sports writers in there on their computers. 
And uh, so Gonzo said, you can't yell. Well, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> then I heard, well, they're going to supply food and drinks for us. Perfect. I'm really happy about that. Got some chicken tenders and water and the uh, Starbucks. That was it. With no alcohol? What is this? Well, that can, that can that's a no-no, too, at a football game. So, you know, Gonzo and myself had to leave so we could scream and have a beer. So the, I, I immediately, well, right when halftime hit, we took off. Maybe I'm getting Gonzo in trouble, but we left and uh, I went back to uh, Caleb Pletz and my family. <laughs> so, and we had a great time. So, yep. Uh, press box is cool. It was a one time deal. Blair Bulldogs showed our face there and uh, then went to have a beer with our, with friends and family. So, all right. Now let's go back to the game. Um, I guess we'll just get right into numbers and what we thought, shall we? Sure. Um, okay, let's talk about Jay Kaner. Jay Kaner's last game for the Bulldogs. Amazing game. What did you think about Jay Kaner? Yeah, I mean, it was another solid performance. And, I mean, he really didn't have a bad game since he returned from his injury. I mean, mm-hmm. he was solid, controlled the offense, made several really good throws and um, you know, offensive line did just enough. I mean, he, he was sacked a couple of times, um, which wasn't great. <laughs> he had a couple, couple scrambles too, that were kind of funny. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, he put a cap on, you know, a really strong bulldog career and um, yeah. So overall great game and leaving with a positive taste and, you know, winning, um, this has got to be a good feeling as a collegiate athlete. His numbers for the day were 24 for 36, 280 yards, two touchdowns, zero inter- interceptions. And uh, yeah, he took a couple sacks. So he ended with negative 12 rushing yards. So that's always a bummer, but he did have a little, I don't know if it was a broken play or he kept it and ran. I couldn't tell. And uh, which was kind of fun, <laughs> but then he got shoved and, uh, Thought, oh great, here we go. He, he stayed down for a little bit. So, but yeah, all- and then and then the 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 last play, of the first half, where he kind of slipped away from a couple uh, uh, Washington mm-hmm. State D, D linemen and found Nico on the sideline, and it was as the as the clock was expiring, uh, going into halftime, and Nico almost took it in for a touchdown. So that's <laughs> kind of a crazy acrobatic play that he made uh, to even see him down the field and make a good throw to him wide open. So. Uh, yeah, showing some elusiveness uh, back there in the pocket. Yeah, it was impressive. All right, when it comes to running the ball, <laughs> this was the headline of the game. And just every time this guy touched the ball, I thought he was going to score a touchdown. Jordan Mims, 18 carries, 209 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's averaging 11.6 yards a carry. The guy was insane. I'm sure he's running stairs and doing the ladders and everything to get that breakaway speed up. Because if he had the breakaway speed, he would have had 12 touchdowns. It was nuts. Uh, talk to me about Jordan Mims and what you saw. Yeah, it, it was an awesome performance. I really like an exclamation point on a really strong season and a strong career too. So really cool to see him, you know, really show up and, put on a good performance here and hopefully, you know, help that draft stock too. Cause um, I think, you know, Bulldog fans think he can play on the next level. We'll see, you know, what the scouts and uh, you know, NFL teams think about that, but yeah, really cool game. And um, you know, pretty different from, you know, the last probably six games where, you know, run game was kind of hot and cold and wasn't really sure um, if it was going to show up, but um, I think you could tell, you know, Washington state missing their top two linebackers definitely made mm-hmm. a difference for <laughs> their defense. Yes. Um plenty of open holes um for Mims to attack and he really took advantage of it had you know a couple long runs which um were awesome so yeah it's gonna be uh gonna be tough to fill his shoes but that's also what we said you know when uh when Ronnie left so uh, I'm sure the dogs will reload next year but uh yeah aw- awesome finish and performance by uh by Mims in this game yeah the O-line gave a couple sacks but they look darn good run blocking mm-hmm the other guys, you talk about the future. Malik Sherrod, eight carries, 24 yards. We also saw Gilliam get in and injured, but uh, I saw him run around. He Afterwards, he seemed fine. Yeah. So, uh, all right, receiving. Nico Remigio, five receptions, 
84 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. Zane Pope, four receptions, 62 yards and a touchdown. We had Jalen Moreno Cropper had four receptions for 42 yards. Then Eric Brooks got in there. We had, I feel like I haven't said his name in a while. Three receptions for 40 yards. Jordan Mims had two for 27. Raymond Powell's had four receptions for 22. Uh, Malik Sherrod had a reception for three yards. And Mac Delaney got a reception, but didn't go anywhere for zero yards. Uh, this receiving core, we talked about it all year. Nobody could guard us. Tons of depth. It was fun to watch. What did you think about this receiving core and the last game together? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I'm repeating myself with, like, exclamation point, but, I mean, what a finishing game for Nico, too. I mean, yeah. um, and coming in as, you know, kind of last-year transfer player, um, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. I know Michael Bliss was really high on Nico coming in, so that was probably, you know, the most correct he's ever been about anything, was he said <laughs> Nico is going to be a factor for us. So uh, we got to give him some credit there for for predicting that. And, um yeah, just just a really strong game there, and same same thing for for Zane Pope. Um, you know, six year senior, um, both coming away with a touchdown in their last game in a bowl game. So, um, yeah, just really strong performance from them, and um, yeah, just this was this was a really cool team, really fun offense, and yeah, they they just did a really good job of finishing strong, and um, you know, not turning the ball over, and um. I do want to say something about uh, Jalen Cropper, which I didn't say all season because I didn't want to jinx it, but his ball security was so much better this year. <laughs> I la Last year, I feel like every week I was saying, gosh, this guy fumbles every game. Like he's got butter on his hands or something. Um, so I, I didn't want to say anything all year because I didn't want to jinx him. So credit to Cropper for figuring out how to hold, hold on to the ball and, you know, kind of maturing and figuring that part of the game out. So hopefully that that uh, you know suits him well in this transition to hopefully the NFL. But um, yeah, great, great finish by this receiving core and uh, going to be a lot of, a lot of shoes to fill on uh, this uh, receiving core uh, come coming next year. So it'll be interesting to see how this offense uh, kind of transforms. Mm -hmm. Great game. Great. I can, you couldn't ask for a better game through the air. I, I mean, I'm sure if you talk to Jake, he would argue that, but it was a lot of fun to watch. All right, defensively, Carlton Johnson seemed to be all over the place. He should have had a pick. He, <laughs> I mean, he did drop it, but yeah, he caught he it and should have held on to it, and he would tell you that. Uh, he led the team in tackles. I mean, he also had a tackle for a loss. Um, but, um, oh, gosh, who won defensive MVP? Was it Devo? It was, it was Devo, yeah. Yeah, Devo Bridges. Uh, he had a great game. Eight total tackles, two sacks. Uh, he was everywhere as well. This defense really came together. Both sides of the ball really came together once San Jose State came to town. And the defense seemed to improve every week. What stuck out to you about this defense in the bowl game? Yeah, just a really another really solid performance from the defense and just really shutting down a high, highly potent offense um, for Washington State. I mean, this was a really dangerous offense that put up a lot of points. I mean, I think against Washington the Huskies, I mean, they put up, what, like 40 points against them? Or, I man, it was, it was like 30, 35, something like that. So, I mean, this was an offense that can put up a lot of points. You know, granted, they had a couple receivers that opted out, too. So, um, they were <laughs> down a couple weapons. So, we, we will put that caveat in there. But, uh, I mean, Coach Coyle and, you know, this whole defensive coaching staff has just really turned it on, um, you know, these last handful of games. And, yeah, just, yeah a really good performance. I mean, Carlton Johnson stepping up and, you know, being leading tackler and Devo. I mean, those are going to be two huge names coming back next year. And yeah. if anything, you know, storyline going into next year, I mean, I'm feeling super confident about our defense. I mean, next year, you know, the, the question mark is going to be the offense. And I feel like this season, it was pretty much the opposite. You know, we know we've got a ton of weapons here on offense, but what's the defense going to be able to do? And uh, the defense really, uh, you know, showed us what they can do. And um, in shutting down the defense, I mean, bringing pressure and, you know, getting sacks. Uh, you know, Perales did get a sack in his last game, which was good to see. And, you know, good amount of pressure from the defensive line. And, I mean, our linebackers are solid. I mean, I – 
we both really like Malachi and Lavelle. So um, you know, glad that they're coming back next year. At least it's what um it seems like right now. Um and the corners are solid too. So um yeah, definitely a lot to like about this game. Defense played awesome and um yeah, just really happy with how this came together and hopefully hopefully the band gets back together next year and you know, none of our coaches run off. Yeah. We have very quickly gone from an offensive, high-powered offensive team to a defensive team yeah. overnight. I'm so excited for this team next year. We're going to talk about next year's team for you know for the rest months. of this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we don't need to uh, beat a dead horse. But six total sacks, nine total tackles for loss. Um, one interception, I believe LJ early yep. had, okay. Uh, and I mean, gosh, we looked so good. Oh man. On, on the defensive end. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say for sure that it was the chemistry between, uh, Ward and his wide receivers. Cause his top two were out, but man alive, they looked terrible. And I don't know if it was a defense. We made them look terrible. Um, our defensive line made their O line look absolutely terrible, uh, but it was bad. Washington State offense looked bad. Yeah, I mean they 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 must not have watched any film on Fresno State or listened to us because I mean we would have told them. I mean you have a mobile quarterback. I mean run him, get him, get him outside and get him moving. I mean that was you know some of their only explosive plays were when Cam Ward got outside the pocket and was kind of scrambling a little bit. So um, yeah, obviously they didn't take advantage of that. Um, so credit to Fresno State defense for you know just causing <laughs> havoc there. And yeah, I wasn't super impressed. You know, granted they didn't have their offensive coordinator, um, so that's they were kind of down there. And but yeah, I mean that's that's got to be a tough uh, tough way to finish the season for Washington State on a loss and losing a bunch of guys and a bunch of coaches too. Yeah. All right, last thing to cover for the game: special teams. We saw Abe come in to kick. Um, uh, he missed from the mm-hmm. left hash. <laughs> the curse continues. And, uh, I mean, if you're new to this show, uh, we've had trouble left hash. I'm sure you noticed all we've missed every kick from the left hash. At least we're pretty sure. At least that's how it feels. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked to Jackson and Gabe about Jackson Moore and Gabe Camarillo about this. And, and I told them. I said, hey, we're going to go perfect. Um, well, that was my everybody dance now, is we're going to be perfect from the left hash. And the first kick came from the left hash, and we missed it. <laughs> uh, then we saw Andre Miono, mm-hmm. who was third string kicker. No one knew where Lynch was. We didn't know. We were trying to find out. Jackson didn't know. Uh, nobody knew where Lynch was. Miono comes in, misses a PAT. Oh man, this is not going well. Um, and now Miono now entered the transfer portal. So there's our, and no, still no one knows what's going on with Lynch. Abe, right after the game, flew directly to the doctor and had surgery. So obviously, we there's something wrong. <laughs> that was your kicking situation for half the season from the left hash. But granted, they got better. But the bowl game, talking about this bowl game, it was really weird. Yeah, re- really, really weird special teams um, on the day. You know, frankly, I'm I'm glad we got to the end of the season for this for this kicking unit. I mean, gosh, what a what a what a roller coaster it's been. I mean, you know, Abe on the season, you know, he was 12 for 19 uh, kicking field goals, which is not going to win him any awards. Um, you know, granted. You know, it seems he's like he's been, he, he's been fighting the injury um, for, for most of the years. So, um, you know, Lynch looked good when he was when he was in. I mean, had the legendary onside kick. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll always be in my heart for that. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know if Mayono just, you know, <laughs> didn't didn't like his uh, first appearance there. Or saw, saw some writing on the wall uh, with potential newcomers uh, next season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, same thing with Carson King. I mean, he... Four four punts, thirty eight yard average. I mean, that, that's just you know not doing enough to really flip the field and um, to give your defense the best position. Um, so that that's just been frustrating all year. So hopefully, 
you know, we can strengthen the kicking game and the off season and come back stronger. So, I mean, I think we feel pretty confident with John Baxter. I think that was, you know, one of the questions we had coming into this season was, you know, how is the, um, the return of John Baxter going to go for this team? You know, is, is he going to still have his magic and still be able to um, just kind of do the special things that he does on special teams? Um, or is he going to be stuck in, you know, 2004 and uh, we're not going to, you know, be up with the times. I, I think he's proven. I mean, he had an electric returner in Nico Remigio, which helped a lot and, um, you know, did a lot on, you know, the, the punt block and kick coverage. I mean, I don't think we really gave up any big kick returns, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the biggest question is just kicking. And that's, you know, seems like it's personnel. So we can just get the right guys in, in the building. I think that this, you know, third phase of the game could be really strong coming back next year. Okay. It, last thing for me. <laughs> this. Uh, last question for me. Who do you think is our returner next year? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be Sherrod. I mean, uh, unless he doesn't take over, um, you know, main running back duty. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I think Mac maybe. Yeah. I mean, he, I he's definitely, he's definitely got the speed and the fearlessness to be able to do it. Cause I, I think that's a big part of it is, you know, not being afraid of contact and just running hard. Getting absolutely and, crushed. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, I think that would be worth a shot and, who knows? There might be some some newcomer that you know <laughs> we don't know about that uh, yeah. kind of steps in, and you know who knows transfer portal who the dogs are going to come up with too. So hopefully, um, you know they can kind of pick someone out there. So um, and we we forgot to mention we did uh, get a safety against Washington State too. Yes. So um, another big big play by the defense, which was really funny. Cause, uh, yeah. Just kind of a demoralizing player. Cam Ward just kind of ran out of the back of the end zone. And uh, yeah, I think I'm that was credit- pain. I'm, credit- yeah, I'm pain. crediting Leonard Payne. Yeah. Yeah. He he had a good game as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. We're going to go to get to your guys' stuff right now, but we're also going to go through national signing day because today, uh, Wednesday at the time of this recording, is National Signing Day. Uh, we have our class, I believe, for the most part, for early National Signing Day. We're going to go through that right now. Uh, well, right after right after we go through you guys, so stick around for that. All right. So on Twitter, you can follow us at BewareCSUF. I know football season is done, but we are getting right into basketball season. It's Mountain West Conference time in basketball season, so uh, follow us at BewareCSUF on Twitter. Jake Donald. Other than New Year's Six Bowl, it played out perfectly. Dogs dominated a team that, although missing some key players, was pretty good during the year. Great year for a very special team. Yes. Tim Sosoyev, awesome win. They did what they needed to, which was running the ball. Nice to see Mims have his day in the spotlight. Crowd was amazing. We should mention that. Believe. Thank you, Tim. 32,000 total. Um, Jimmy Kimmel said 27,000 Fresno fans. I don't know if that's true, but might as as well have been. I mean, it was, it was loud. I mean, the red wave showed up and traveled and really cool to see. I mean, Fresno state, I mean, Fresno state owns a lot of territory in Southern California. I mean, you know, we, we own SoFi stadium now. I think we can claim that. (laughs) Uh, We definitely own the Rose bowl. That's Uh, that's ours. Um, I mean, we own that stadium in Carson. We beat uh, San Diego State there. So, uh-huh. I mean, really, the, the only one we haven't conquered would be uh, USC. So they, they still have our number. But, I mean, Fresno State has plenty of territory <laughs> in California. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. You guys are awesome. Ghost of Jim Sweeney, Jordan Mims, over 200 yards. Hayner through for over 200 yards and what seemed like half of fresno was there to witness it (laughs) great game just as dominant as the championship game and we all went home happy go dogs uh go dogs with two exclamation points says a great win by the dogs dominated at all three phases of the game dj dj uyungalele okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, form, former quarterback at Clemson was reportedly was reported to be at the game. So hopefully the dogs left a good impression on a side note. 
the Mountain West Conference champs should have a better bowl tie-in. Okay, first thing, we're going to get to transfer quarterbacks in a sec. You may have already heard what's going on. If you haven't, uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Bowl game. I've talked about it with multiple people now since the bowl game, and all those people want a better bowl game. They want to play conference champ. We don't want to play the fifth-place Pac-12 team. This year, it was actually the seventh-place Pac-12 team, and then we smoke them. Really, it should have been a blowout, by the way. We scored first possession. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was going to be way worse than it was. But what do you think about this and the bowl game? Uh, I I like that it's a Pac-12 matchup. Um, so I I'm, I don't really want to change that. I mean, I'd like a maybe a better finishing Pac-12 team. What um, about the highest ranked Pac-12 team? Like, so usually winner Pac-12 goes to the Rose Bowl. Fine, yeah. they can go. So if you know, and then USC this year got Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just play third place? Right. I think I think we should play the highest ranked Pac-12 team that doesn't get into a New Year's Six game. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be awesome for the Mountain West. You know, Pac-12, I think, still kind of, um, you know, looks down upon the lowly Mountain West and they probably wouldn't like that. But I mean, the Mountain West, generally speaking, shows up in bowl games and, you know, the Mountain West is going to play hard. So I, I think that would be, um, you know, better to get, you know, I guess a better Pac-12 team. Um, but I mean, it would be kind of fun to play another conference champ, you know, whether it be, um, I don't know, Conference USA or MAC or um, Sunbelt, something like that. Um, and regionally, I mean, it's a totally different, um, mm-hmm. you know, really area that the dogs are playing. So I think my bias is usually to the, you know, regional nature of college football. So, I mean, I follow right. the West Coast team, so I'd like to play, <laughs> you know, some right. team from the yeah. Pac-12. And, you know, I guess I say all that, but Oregon State was the fifth place finisher in the Pac-12. That would have been a good game. I'm okay oh, with yeah. it. Yeah. And I'd like to beat them after what they did to us. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Mims, 200 yards, and the Captain Hayner, 200-plus passing. Pretty much a home game. Red Wave travels well. Dominating win. Don't blame Oregon State or UCLA for declining the invite to play us. <laughs> Love destroying Power 5 schools. Just send the Pac-12 invite already. Go dogs. <laughs> Kevin, so proud of our fans. The Wave had fuel... Uh, had fuel for the team our o-lines blocking and mims vision and yard after uh carry or caught sorry yard after contact geez louise proved pivotal drink up podcast listeners let's freaking go (laughs) (laughs) actually my brother who was with us the first thing he said while watching mims my gosh his vision today is amazing he he looked good though. and the holes were pretty big though but yes his vision is very good uh christopher salazar so glad that these boys got to see the fruits of their labor in the midst of an early season drought single use plastic great win dominant on defense excellent in the run game looked like nfl talent playing against the washington generals wish we'd have beat them by 70 <laughs> jonathan stormer so cool what a season one and four start to conference champs to winning the GMO LA Bowl. What a season. Matt says he can't imagine a better way to send out our seniors. And then this uh, parody account. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> El Deep State fake parody. Bittersweet. It must be because of big win and uh, seniors leaving. Mm. I'm going to. I'll <laughs> Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle C says, I always knew we could do it. Uh, Mad Mike. Dogs dominated. We can't take for granted each time the dogs knock off a power five team. That is very true. Even though, you know, we beat a, a lowly Washington state, they are power five and yeah. make way more money than us. That's right. Wazoo. R. Harris, looking forward to next year's defense. There it is. Yep. He he knows. Uh, J.P. Rasmussen, awesome, proud, timely. Yeah. Uh, the TF dudes said, he said, an incredible season. A cool Eli said, amazing. Kevin, it was a great game all around defense and offense. Uh, uh, all around defense and offense played a great game. 
king of my castle. Boom. <laughs> Uh, Mariah Morales, great game. I was watching at work on my phone. Okay, well, I hope your boss doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, John Nail, no way Pac-12 was sending the Bruins or Beavers our direction. <laughs> uh, Jacob Westbury, former guest on the show and friend, uh, makes a bold statement here. Hayner is the best quarterback we've ever had. Whoa. How do you feel about that? Uh, we probably need to have a whole separate episode to uh, <laughs> unpack that. So um, I think we should have all living quarterbacks that played at Fresno State <laughs> on the episode and we, they can hash it out. How's that? That would, that would, that would, that would get numbers. That would be interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's not about numbers. It's, I just want to hear of our game. Right. <laughs> or state their case. Rob Brown, the Pac-12 don't want this smoke. Go dogs. Yep. They don't. Uh Fresno State football fans says magical season for the dogs. Jasmine Nail feels so good to win. <laughs> she also felt really good in SoFi Stadium. She doesn't want to go anywhere else to watch football now. Thanks, Caleb. Uh <laughs> uh Alarasa 44. Dogs have done all they can to prove they are Pac 12 or Big 12 worthy. Glad they got the W. Bronx Bombers, what a game. What a season to remember. Thanks you, thank you guys for uh responding. I should I should uh mention that some of those were from Instagram. That's Beware Bulldogs Podcast. Uh Instagram. You guys are why we do it. You guys interacted with us all season. Thank you guys. I mean, the later we got into the season, the more and more people started responding. I thought, oh no. The more people that listen and respond, it's going to be just one episode of me reading everybody's responses. <laughs> but I, this is by the fans, for the fans. I want you guys to have a voice, so I I read them all. So thank you, guys. Uh, uh, great season. All right, Caleb, we need to get a play of the game and a player of the game. So tell me, what is your play of the game, if you have one? If you don't, just let me know, and I and I can take one. Play of the game. Go ahead first, and I will deliberate. Okay. <laughs> I am going to take uh, Nico's touchdown. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I got freaking highlights blasting in my ear. I hit pause and mute, and anyways, they keep playing. Uh, yes. The touchdown to Nico, which I believe was to put us up. 22-6. Yeah. Sorry. 22-6 at that point. It was a it didn't look like Washington State was any threat before that, but once Nico ran in the end zone and that whole drive, we took in control. We put the game away right there to go up 22 to 6. Uh granted we missed the extra point. Um but hey, that's fine. I I I thought it was a good play. I'm taking that play. All year I've taken plays that swing momentum rather than probably the play of the game. So I'm going to stick with it. This game, that, that play put it out of reach. Love it. Yeah. I, sounds kind of weird, but I'm, I'm going to take the safety. Um, Cause that just kind of nice. felt like the demoralizing blow to an offense, uh, <laughs> you know, getting, <laughs> getting sacked in the end zone or getting forced out of the back of the end zone. And that really felt like, okay, the Fresno state has, you know, the upper hand and the momentum in this game. And I never really had a doubt, <laughs> especially after right. that point, you know, the dogs are up 16-0. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was just kind of a nice, you know, play for the defense to be rewarded for a lot of hard work um, over the past several weeks. And so, yeah, that was that was good. And the crowd was loud and got crazy. And so, yeah, that was, that was a great, great play by the, uh, by the defense. There are also about – 18 rushes by Jordan Mims that I could have picked right. to that were huge. Uh, but I, I had to go with a touchdown. Uh, what about your player of the game, Caleb? I'll let you take this one. I'm going to lob this one to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to take Jordan Mims. I mean, six-year senior, what a way to go out. I really strong performance. O-line did enough, and he, he did the rest. So great performance. I mean, over 200 yards and two touchdowns. I'm pretty sure I owe some dancing for that one. Um, and I will, I will gladly do it sometime this offseason. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I have to give it to Jordan Mims too. One of my favorite players on the team. Jake is also deserving, but man, Jordan Mims crushed it. Definitely player of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. That is it for the game. Anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to share? I don't think so. I mean, I think we pretty much hit it. I mean, awesome season. Thanks to everyone yep. for listening. I mean, we have a blast doing this, and it's crazy that people want to hear us talk. So um, we'll <laughs> keep saying that. But yeah, uh, now we got some waiting, and we got, you know, recruiting to follow and spring practice and transfer portal. So still plenty of football talk. <laughs> yep. And we're going to continue right yeah, now. <laughs> that's right. We're so, already on to the next yep, season. We season's got season's over with on to the next one. Here we go. <laughs> All right. First, first, first game will be, uh, let's see, September 2nd at Purdue. So mark, mark it on your calendars. You got, Ooh. you know, nine, nine months from now, we got the Purdue Boilermakers. All right. Let's go kick their butts. Um, Today, like I said, national signing day, going to quickly run through the class and then talk about um and talk about some players that entered the transfer portal on uh from our side uh but first the biggest news the 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 news that got the most attention on twitter was the quarterback transfer that is coming to Fresno State so there were rumors that there was going to be one my argument was we don't need one we don't need one, but if we got one, that's fine. We end up getting one. His name is Mikey Keene. He transferred from the University of Central Florida. He was the number 13 transfer quarterback in the nation. Um, he's about the size of Jake Hayner. Um, he's from Arizona. And uh, I, he held offers from all over. Uh, as a true freshman, he actually started for UCF. Uh, he actually started 10 games. And then this season, he played when uh, their quarterback was injured, I believe. And he beat Cincinnati and Memphis. So those are big wins. Uh, I believe, I believe, I don't know if he played in the conference championship, though. I, mean, I know he, pl- he played three games. So he kept his red shirt. So he has three seasons left for us. Uh, so. There was talk of DJ Uyunglele. I, I tried it again. I don't know why. There was talk about him coming and reports of him being at the game. Not the case. He's probably going to go to Hawaii now. Um, what are your thoughts on grabbing another transfer quarterback, which I think that puts us at six scholarship quarterbacks on the roster? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of QBs in that room, um, so got to think you know someone might be on the way out. And I mean, there's even a you know we have a freshman quarterback coming in um, right. in this next class too. So yeah, gonna keep expanding. So yeah, I mean, not super surprised. I mean, it's kind of following what Tedford has done in the past. I mean, brought in McMarion uh, first stint, you know, bringing in Hayner here now, um, and you know now with Keen. So we'll see. I mean body type you know similar to Hayner I mean he's a bit of an undersized guy and uh, he also moves like Hayner if you watch his highlights he mm-hmm. kind of he can move in the pocket like him yeah so I mean I, I do like that I mean you got to think that there's got to be some continuity there then with you know I guess ability and um, I guess fit in the offense so um, yeah we'll see how he stacks up with everyone else because like we said it's really crowded in there and someone's got to step up uh, um so you you gotta you gotta wonder what um you know guys like fife and henderson are thinking if you know this is like an insult to them or you know if they're just up for the competition or how they feel because yeah i mean there's going to be a lot of people fighting for those those number one reps yeah so keen is not the starter by any means we know that i mean we kind of we 100 percent knew that hannah was going to be the starter but everybody says it's a quarterback competition and uh <laughs> This truly is coming in the next year. I think quarterback is the biggest question mark right now. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the competition and watch the kids grow uh, as men and as quarterbacks. So we'll see what happens. Um, The next quarterback, you brought him up out of Buchanan, local boy, uh, Jaden Mandel. 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 Help me Mandel. out here. Mandel. 
Um, he is ranked as the number 76 quarterback in the nation coming out of high school. Uh, went to uh, Buchanan in Clovis here. I'm excited. Local kid. Six-footer. I feel like to come to Fresno State, you have to be six feet and below at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Derek and David Carr were exceptions to that one. But, yeah. Well, I am, and Marcus, too. I mean, yeah. Marcus Marcus is a big guy. But For Tedford. Yeah. If you play for Tedford, you have to be under six feet. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Mandel, I mean, he's he's a lot thicker than Keen. I mean, Mandel's, you know, six foot, 220. So, um, you know, a bit thicker, which is funny, you know, three or so year age difference there. But. Um, yeah, I mean, really productive player at, you know, high school level and, um, you know, can definitely throw it. So under the tutelage of Jeff Tedford, you know, hopefully, you know, he's a long-term, you know, commitment here and, you know, willing to, you know, learn and, you know, possibly redshirt. I mean, with all the, all the guys in that room, you got to think, you know, he's going to have to take some patience there, but, um, yeah, excited to have, you know, local kids staying home. I think that's important mm-hmm. for, um, just kind of maintaining the the brand of, you know, the, the pride of the Valley. Yeah. It was mentioned before, uh, the signing period, but they, they're, the coaches are looking for, oh my gosh, there's a, somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. It's a phrase dogs uh it'll come to me of course after i hit uh, you're talking after... dog dog wired dudes that's it yes <laughs> thank you they're looking for dog wired dudes so not always going to be the flashiest names the most stars and you know that's what we like we're mm-hmm. going to say it every time that's what we like uh so you know what i'm not even going to read their national rankings screw that all right our <laughs> next guy coming in uh devin rivers does that sound familiar? It should. If you know Ron Rivers or Ronnie Rivers, it's the younger brother of Ronnie Rivers. So a uh, legacy commit, as they say. Uh, also, his sister played softball at Fresno State. So I've, the entire Rivers family is coming to Fresno. Big name to live up to? I don't would. It would oh. be tough for me to do that. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, he's got two two big pair of shoes to fill. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he he was a really productive uh, running back. I mean, he set all kind of you know section records uh, in high school there. Where um, where is he from? Uh, Brentwood. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, high school. He's he he's a really good player. Uh, I mean, similar in size and build to um, to Ronnie. I mean, you know, undersized, listed at five seven. So. Um, you gotta think he's probably like five, six. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the, the legacy guys that come in and, you know, aren't afraid to, um, you know, keep that going and, um, keep, keep the family name and the, and the program going. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what, what he can do. And I mean, even if he's half as productive as, you know, his dad or his brother, I mean, that's, that's going to be a pretty, pretty solid college career. That's true. Shocking. He only had two other offers, New Mexico and UNLV. Hmm. What a good. Well, it's probably because everybody knew he's yeah. going to Fresno. <laughs> um, we also got another running back. His name's Charles Greer from Concord, California. Uh, I don't know much about him. He's 5'11, 180. He had offers from Air Force, Army, Nevada, Utah, and Florida Atlantic. So, some good name schools there. Uh, we need another running back in the room, in my opinion, and I'm happy to have him. And I, by the way, I trust all the coaches with every kid they bring in. Uh, we got a, a couple of junior college kids, a wide receiver. We talked about we're going to need some depth there. Tim Greer from uh, Ventura College, Coach Moose. Uh, he previously was committed to Utah, uh, and then he flipped to Fresno State, and he committed over Washington state. So let's go. Yep. <laughs> Take that Utah, uh, Washington state oh, and Utah state. <laughs> uh, we had another junior college tied in. Uh, his name's Jake Tarwater. He's from college of Sequoias in Visalia, six, four two thirty. He had offers from Nevada, Troy, uh, Sam Houston state. Uh, how many tight ends are we losing? I don't Ray- Raymond Powell's is leaving is Bows to senior too. 
Uh, Baust has another year of eligibility. Uh, okay. I think we had like two other reserve tight ends that, um, that were lock ons that are, uh, I think, either out of eligibility or, you know, moving on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the dog, I think we haven't got to yet, but bringing in three total tight ends in this class. So, <laughs> um, kind of re- rebuilding here. And, you know, hopefully Trey Watson can, you know, come back from injury. Uh, I know I was. I was pretty high on him at the beginning of this year. And, I think um, everyone was. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can carry that over to the next season. Uh, I think we, we, we all see a lot of potential from, from Trey. But, yeah, good to re- restock there for the tight end room. Um, next tight end, Richie Anderson. He's from Oregon. Uh, he's 6'4", 230. He was previously committed to Colorado State as a linebacker. And he also held offers from Montana State and Portland State, and he signed to Fresno State as a tight end. So I, Fresno State always seems to move guys around and find the best place for them. So, yep. Um, another tight end, Brock Liam. He was an athlete, but he's coming as a tight end. 6'5", 215 out of Redlands. Uh, he had offers from Colorado State, New Mexico Rice, San Jose State, Poly, uh, Cal Poly, Montana State. Um, he looked tall, big, lanky. Uh, Caleb, just hop in whenever you want. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I like athletes being tight end. I mean, um, mm-hmm. back you know when we had you know Jared Rice as a tight end in you know the original Tedford offense. I mean, he was a weapon. So, um, yeah, I, I like you know quick, quicker, athletic guys that you know can be receiving threats. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman, another one from Coach Moose. Thanks, Coach. Also, he's my new favorite player, Caleb Barajas. That's right. That, Great name. Yep. I might have to call him and get him to join the show once a week when he's playing. Uh, <laughs> three, we're out of three Caleb's on the show. <laughs> C and C and C Football Factory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he he had quite a few different offers, uh, FBF FBS offers. So. Um, he's staying in Cali. Another junior college offensive lineman, Hayden Poulos. If you know that name, it's because he played at Fresno City, keeping that pipeline going. And I, I feel like I haven't heard Fresno City mention a lot, uh, but it's nice to have one on the team. Um, he had an offer from Baylor. So uh, 6'6", 290 offensive lineman. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, both of those guys, you know, their, their frame at least, you know, is kind of more of a tackle build, hopefully. And I mean, you know, this this line needs some help. So I mean, any you know strengthening pieces that um, you know we can add here is good. And you know, the the fact that they have you know college level, you know, junior college level experience, yeah. I think, is a plus too. That um, hopefully it's you know a quicker um, you know learning curve to be able to get in there and you know help fortify this offensive line. Mm-hmm. D-line commits Mordecai Hines from Palmdale, 6'6", 275. He had an offer from San Diego State. He looks big and mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, another D-lineman, Dupree Mendoza, junior college transfer from Mount San Antonio College. I'm assuming that's in Texas. I could be wrong. But he had offers from Arizona, FIU, uh and he uh, signed with Fresno State. So, oh, and our last D-line uh, commit, Isaiah Chala. He's an edge rusher out of San Francisco. He had offers from Cal, Oregon State, San Diego State. He's 6'5", 250. He looks scary as well. What do you think about these D-line commits? Yeah, I mean, they, they all have great size. And, you know, you got to think that, you know, Coach Jethro uh, Franklin has – a big impact in kind of elevating, um, you know, the recruiting efforts for these D, D linemen and especially, you know, kids seeing what he's been able to do with, um, with these guys on this team. And I feel like over the season, but defensive line production is really, um, you know, improved. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, I like what I see here. Obviously we don't really know much about these guys, but at least their, their build and their frame is, is good for having some really, uh, you know, impressive, Rushers. Hey, six five two fifty on the edge. Get me out of there. I don't want yeah, to have go. anything to do with him. Uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, Chala. Uh, 
on uh, social media. Linebacker R.L. Miller out of San Francisco. He was previously committed to Arizona State, and he also held offers from Arizona and Western Kentucky. Chose to come to Fresno State. A lot of people are excited about this one, I've seen. Uh, that is the only linebacker commit that we have uh, seen. But depth-wise, we're not in big need of a bunch of linebackers. I believe we have every single linebacker returning. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, we, we even have some depth behind, you know, Langley and Bailey. I mean, yeah. you know, we saw Phoenix Jackson a little bit this season. Uh, I know, we, you know, a lot this coming season we were both kind of interested in Tim Thomas. You know, I think he redshirted this year. Um, mm-hmm. Big frame. I think he was from Stockton. So, yeah, um, just building up the, um, you know, the supply there of linebackers. And I, I think that's important, too, for – you know, if they're wanting to change the defensive scheme, I know, you know, really only having Langley and Bailey kind of, um, you know, kept Fresno State in the, you know, four two five defense that, um, you know, personnel-wise they inherited from uh, the DeBoer staff. So I think more getting more linebackers that are, um, you know, able to play and can, you know, cover, I, I think it's going to be important for, you know, the, the defensive scheme to be, you know, multiple and, you know, make it harder for opposing offenses. Right. In the secondary, you know, we mentioned safety depth. I'd be shocked if Evan Williams comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen anything yet. Elijah Gates is done. So, and he was injured. So, uh, did we see him in the bowl game? I don't. I think he may have stepped on the field once or twice, but I, I'm not yeah. positive. So, okay. Well, we're losing two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, does Comstock and, have and, have and, L, and LJ, right? That's, I think so. Yeah, LJ yeah. early. And somehow I'm sure Comstock will find another year in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we got two safeties. Brandon Ramirez from San Joaquin Memorial. He had offers from BYU, Colorado, Air Force, Army. And he's coming to Fresno. He's sta- I should say he's staying home in Fresno. Right. Um, I've seen his highlights. I've seen him play. He's a, he's a good kid. I mean, when you have offers from air force and army and, and Yale, then, you know, you, you know, you gotta have good grades, good character. And then you have, you know, also air force, BYU, Colorado, you know, you could play. Yeah. So, uh, I'm really excited about Brandon. And then we also got another safety named Justin Johnson from Inglewood. He previously had committed to Arizona and he also held offers from Florida state, Michigan state. And, uh, he flipped from Arizona to Fresno state. So really excited about this guy as well. Uh, we're just fine at safety. Now I'm, I have no problems. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. You know, I R- Ramirez was a really productive offensive player at San Joaquin Memorial. <laughs> I mean, he had as a running back, I mean, he just ran all over the place. But, um, yeah, love that he's going to get to hopefully fill in a defensive back. And, yeah, like we said, getting these local guys to stay home is, is important for, um, you know, building, you know, the, the foundation of uh, of the team. That does it for uh, National Signing Day. Early National Signing Day, I should say. Uh Stay tuned. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date all year long. Last thing for me today, quick update. Uh, men's basketball. They lost to Sac State, and then they went to Bakersfield, and they beat Bakersfield, a CSU Bakersfield, uh, by eight. I, I'm, I'm having some trouble with the, the basketball team here. We're not looking good. Uh, we got to figure things out quick. Uh any any thoughts on the basketball team? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not looking great going into conference play here. Um, I mean, I guess the pro you can say is there's a lot of really good teams in the Mountain West. So <laughs> if you want to watch some other teams play good basketball, you know, maybe tune in to the dogs. Uh, that's that's harsh. But, I mean, that's kind of the reality of a 4-7 and seven team uh, to lose to Sac State. I mean, that's just tough. And the Mountain West is a really good conference for basketball this year. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a long season. And um, 
Yeah, you you follow the basketball a little bit more than I do, so I'm sure you have a little bit more to say than than I do. Well, we just got to make our shots. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Really, that's really about all I can say. Uh, and we beat Irvine, which is a huge win. So maybe we should just go back to what we did there. And what well, we did there what, is... What wasn't that, yeah, without our head coach? Well, I wasn't going to go that far. <laughs> but we hit our shots that game. Um, I did put it out to you guys on Twitter. Uh, thoughts on the basketball game against Bakersfield. And there has been a lot of chatter about Coach Hutt and uh-huh. what's going on with Coach Hutt. So, you know, you bringing that up, you're not alone, Caleb. Uh-huh. Uh, or I don't know if you're just guessing what I was going to say. But there's a lot of people out there that are worried about the coaching position at Fresno State uh, men's basketball program. So keep your eyes and ears open. I don't know what's going on yet. Haven't heard anything. I mean, they're in the middle of the season, so they're worried about winning games. I'm worried about winning games. Uh, at the same time, I'm sure administration is uh, having conversations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll leave it at that because it's not good. Yeah. It's going to be tough to get pulled to a bigger, better conference if, uh, you know, the, the second major revenue sport is, uh, you know, this far behind uh, the football team. Yeah, we're way behind. Uh, we can't even get a thousand people in the Save Mart Center. I know they, that there's those tickets sold. I mean, they say there's that many tickets sold, but there's not that many butts and seats, and it's yeah. sad. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. Let send me a message if you're going to the basketball game. I'll go with you. I, I like watching basketball. I hate watching us lose, but I, <laughs> you know, nothing like a hot dog and a ice cold beer can't fix. So and a, a nice conversation with somebody that you know enjoys bulldog sports. So let me know. Uh, should be an interesting season. Hopefully, it gets better on the on the court, on the football field. Things are going great. We we uh, have uh, recruits coming in, and you know we got Nico, I believe, after the new year last year. So there's still opportunities for transfers to come in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm gonna say this right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Kelly comes back. Well, I I think would... why would he leave? Yeah, I mean that would be huge. I mean I was just looking at our on our, you know, season stats. I mean, with all of the departures this year, I mean, our biggest receiver or in terms of production coming back is Eric Brooks, um, you know, 37 catches on the year. And then, you know, Magdalena <laughs> with, you know, yeah. 10 catches on the year. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at those two guys as, you know, the number one and number two guys and plenty of opportunity for, you know, these young guys who have been sitting to step up and, you know, catch some balls. So, yeah, I mean, I, I saw Josh Kelly took a visit to San Diego State. I mean, that's, you know, kind of a <laughs> where was good, good receiver. I hope he likes die. to block. I yeah, hope he likes exactly. to block. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we, we would love to have him back. Uh, yeah, obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with, uh, you know, why he uh he portaled right. initially so but yeah i'm sure red, red waivers would love to have him back I and mean, he's a really talented receiver and i'm sure he's gonna do well wherever he ends up last thing that happened i think since we've talked is andres fox entered the mm-hmm. transfer portal we got two transfers from stanford at the beginning of this year the first one was d lineman no offensive lineman he left transferred no uh, yeah, that's Jacob. I, I, I see. Uh, I see. Uh, I, I think he's from Michigan State. Oh, is it? Okay. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't, Somebody's got to fact check us. But I, I, I think I'm putting my money on this, Caleb. Both Stanford commits mm-hmm. are gone. So, Power Five teams, if you want to transfers, you want to come to Fresno State, be ready to work because our <laughs> boys can play. So, uh, Somebody better fact check me on that. Yeah. <laughs> but either way. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I don't have anything else on the outline. Caleb, anything else for you? Nope. I think we covered it. Awesome football season. Dogs go 10 and four and excited for next season.
yeah, we're going to give our final grades next episode. Um, I saved the commissioner episode for after this one. So after this, um, the not the current Mountain West Commissioner, new upcoming uh, Mountain West Commissioner, Gloria Navarez, uh, came on and chatted with me. She's awesome. Uh, look out for that episode. Thank you, guys. Reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at BewareCSUF. You can follow Caleb Pletz on Twitter at CMP Go Dogs. You can follow myself, Caleb Nail, on Twitter at Caleb underscore Go Dogs. And you can follow us on Instagram at Beware of Podcast. Also, if you don't have any of that, because I know it's really annoying, social media is absolutely terrible. I got a flip phone. You can email us at Beware of Bulldogs Podcast at gmail.com. Cause because I know even flip phones have have Gmail on there. So uh, there's all the ways to get a hold of us. Ask us questions. Tell us uh, what you'd like to see on the show. Uh, or, you know, you want to go grab a drink and watch a game. Let us know. We're happy uh, to do that. And we're just, we're big Bulldog fans. So thank you guys for a great football season. Stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless. Merry Christmas, everybody. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.